0: How
1: many drinks do you have in a week? Would you say it's more or less maybe than what you were having a few years ago? I mean, during the pandemic, it sure seemed like alcohol consumption went way up. But what about now? According to StatsCan, alcohol sales by volume saw their biggest drop in years last year. People are spending more money on alcohol, but you know, the theory there is that the alcohol is actually more expensive, but people are actually buying less of it. And there's also a definite shift in what people are drinking too. So let's break down some of our drinking habits and what may be leading to this. Well, joining us now is Anne Dowsett-Johnson, who's a psychotherapist and the author of Drink. Anne, thank you very much for being with us. Good morning. Now, tell me a bit about Drink.
0: Drink, my book, is... um A best-selling look at my own history with alcohol addiction and the closing gender gap in risky drinking, which I started predicting in 2010 and, in fact, saw myself as the poster girl, highly professional woman who was turning to wine at the end of a long day, to unwind and um, what I called, it was the modern woman's steroid, enabling her to do the heavy lifting in a modern world.
1: And so that's definitely something we are seeing more of, isn't it? So the idea that women and even younger women are drinking more.
0: Yeah, the women, women's drinking has gone through the roof. And especially during the pandemic, it was an epidemic. It was extraordinary. It's been on the rise for years, and we saw it just um, really, really explode. And what's disturbing is, I'll give you an example, is that women's presentations at emergency rooms in North America outpaced men, which has never been seen before, alcohol-related So women getting into more trouble, women, um, we saw the targeting of the alcohol industry, what I call the pinking of the industry aimed at women and uh, was an experiment that paid off. Um, Things like mummy juice and, you know, those berry flavored vodkas that are not manly drinks.
1: Right. Okay. So what do you think happened during the pandemic then, Anne? Do you think people just realized that they were drinking more than they wanted to?
0: Well, I think actually it's more complicated than that. I think that that what we saw was a real shift in behavior. So interestingly, we saw ciders and coolers go up. Those tend to be teen drinks and drinks that are um, entrance level drinks or the lighter drinks. And of course, there's novelty to ciders. Uh, we saw beer sales in an all time low and wine go down. So I think what happened was there were no weddings more or less, more, no more, no gatherings. People weren't going to restaurants. Um, We didn't see the overall sales that we would have seen. Um, And people shifted their behavior and you've got to talk about cannabis, cannabis, marijuana, um, in terms of the younger population is a, a big deal and a big alternative.
1: Okay. So you're seeing perhaps people are choosing cannabis over alcohol.
0: In part, in part. I think I've been listening to some experts on this in preparation for this morning, and I think that the other thing that is happening is, um, yes, you have people, for instance, dry January became a big thing this year that you hadn't really seen before, dry February included. Um, but I don't think we are sobering up as a nation. Um, 80% of Canadians 15 and over drink, which is a way higher proportion in the United States. Um, we are enthusiastic consumers of alcohol. This is a very interesting um, statistic, but I think it's a shifting in what people are turning to. It's a, it's, uh, I don't think we can take it as seriously as um, some might think.
1: Okay, what about the health concerns here? I think, I feel like in the last year or two, we've talked more about the health concerns involving alcohol.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. So the new low risk drinking guidelines came out for the first time since 2011. They came out um, in January and they were big news. They came out and really startled. a lot of the Canadian population because the advice is no more than two measured drinks a week. That would be two five ounces uh, glasses of wine, which is very, very little had basically the, the overall message of, you know, Canada was going to become the place where fun had gone to die. Um, And the notion is that there's a huge connection with cancer. There's a huge connection with heart disease. There is obviously a connection with violence. There's a connection um, that science has known um, for a long time. And finally, the guidelines caught up with it. Most Canadians are not happy with this news, and you can see why.
1: Yeah, because it means that anything that they're drinking essentially at this point is going to be too much. Will it be, I'm thinking though, Anne, it will be like a few years before we see the true impact of that, right? Like people, I feel like they have to think about that for a while before they it impacts their habits.
0: Absolutely. I think that's, that is um no, so I think I did over ninety interviews on this and said the population isn't going to love this. Um, it, you know, it's interesting. You can't really make a parallel totally with tobacco, but it was thirty-five years between the science coming out about tobacco and the population changing, as in no more tobacco on airplanes, no more tobacco in offices and restaurants. So we are going to see a gap, I think, between uh, the catch up, but. I think it's fascinating that um, we now accept breast cancer, for instance, 15% of cases um, are related to alcohol consumption. Um, More women understand that or appreciate that that than they did when my book came out, which was only 5% of Canadian women knowing that. So I think that there is a general understanding that this is a behavior that comes with some risk. And we didn't think that before. We thought it was just, you know, it is hands down our favorite drug in Canada, hands down the thing that takes, um, you know, uh, a, a bigger toll than, for instance, illicit drugs in Canada. And most people wouldn't guess that. So there's something worth talking about here. Alcohol does not is not a free ride. All
1: right, Anne, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Thanks a lot. That's
1: Ann Dowsett-Johnson, who's a psychotherapist and the author of a book called Drink, which takes a look at her sobriety and sort of the, the society and our love affair with alcohol. But taking a look at Canadian statistics, it's so fascinating. So last year, we actually sold more money's worth of alcohol. That went up, but we actually consumed less of it. Stores sold less of it, but They were still making lots of money, and they were saying that's probably because of inflation, because alcohol prices actually went up. Wine sales fell by volume, 4%, actually. It's about two and a half uh, glasses a week. That's the largest drop in the volume of wine since they started tracking alcohol sales back in 1949. Uh, Beer overall went down by 2.8%, but it is still the most popular alcoholic beverage in Canada by market share. So the craft industry, though, is also taking a bigger and bigger chunk out of the mass market beer sales. Craft beer is clearly on the rise. Sales by dollar value doubled in the years leading up to the pandemic there. Also really popular, ciders. Ciders and coolers are making up the market share that beer has kind of lost. Volume on that went up by 11.9% in the last couple of years there. So certain things are still quite popular, but overall alcohol consumption is down. Now, do you think you're drinking less than you were a couple of years ago? And what are the reasons for that? Let me know, simi at cknw.com.